The Lord hears the cry of the poor. That's what we repeated in the responsorial psalm. And I hope that it makes us reflect. Am I poor enough for the Lord to hear my cry? It's a very serious question because if that is whose cry he hears, then I want to be poor. But what am I talking about? Is God just checking your bank account? And if you're over a certain threshold, he is deaf to your pleas. And if you're below that, he's all ears. No. Material poverty is important. It is a very important thing for the Lord that he wants us to care for the poorest of the poor. But here, as in elsewhere in Scripture, our poverty is not just a matter of material wealth. No, if you don't come to church poor, I'm sorry, but you might be in the wrong place. Because you might have a bank account in the millions. But there's still poverty in your life that you need to face. And that's the beautiful thing about when we gather here, this is our public admission to everyone. Guess what? I'm poor. Just yesterday, in this very church, I married two people. And you know what they were saying by that act? They were saying, I have a certain poverty, right? I have a certain need, a certain incompleteness. I lack something. And I believe this person for the rest of my life will be part of of filling that need. Really, it's a courageous thing when a couple comes before the altar and says, I publicly proclaim that I need this person, that, that, I'm, that something is not right in my life without this person. We might not think of marriage that way as a proclamation of our own poverty, but it is. And in fact, every Mass is as well. Because when we first come here, What is one of the very first things that we do? We take the masks off. We say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We greet each other and then right away, let us acknowledge our sin. Let's be honest about the fact that we come here not perfect. And if you're expecting the neighbor in your pew to be perfect, I'm sorry to say this, but that's not going to be the case. And they're looking at you the same way. No, we come here not to revel in our, in our imperfections, but also not to put on a show. We come here because in our poverty, we need to be filled with God's life. But first, we need to reframe how we look at our personal poverty. First, where are we poor in our lives? For some, it might be very straightforward. Like, Father, I can barely put food on the table. Okay, That is an instance of material poverty. You bring that to the Lord. You say, God, I I know probably more than anybody else here how dependent I am on you. How dependent I am on you working directly through some miracle, but also indirectly through the charity you've inspired in other people. I know how you need to work through me uh, in, in the work ethic that I have to try as hard as I can to be able to make ends meet. But sometimes those with material poverty have an insight into the reality of their dependence better than those who never have to think about whether the the check is going to bounce. But that's not the only kind of poverty. Right? We may have come here with a relational poverty. Loneliness. Right? You might be surrounded by people all the time. Maybe people you've even made. All these little kids. You have a spouse. And yet there's still this ache inside of you of thinking, my relationships are imperfect. I love my kids, but 
They're not my peers. I love my spouse, but we just haven't been connecting. There might be a poverty of friendships. Well, we can, we have a few options. We can ignore that poverty, say like, no, 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 I'm doing fine. And we do that in our prayer far too often. Where we come to the Lord and instead of expressing our poverty, we pretend to be rich. We're like this Pharisee who just says, everything's fine here, God, look elsewhere. If you need to convert someone, convert that guy because he's a mess. I got it together, though, but don't look in that closet. Oh, and don't go into that room. Sometimes we treat parts of our house like that. Like we have to clean up before the guest arrives, and cleaning up means move the mess to a different part of the house. And then if, the, if we're just terrified when the guest asks, can I use the bathroom, and they turn into the wrong room, you're like, no, that's the room that I'm hiding from you. Well, that's how we are with the Lord far too often. We try to put on such a beautiful show. I got it all together, God. And he's just there saying, listen, you're not going to outwit the omniscient, omnipotent God. I know the mess, but I want to be invited into it. I don't want you to pretend you're perfect, but instead, let me into your poverty. So what poverty did we bring here today? Was it material? What is it relational? Maybe it was spiritual. Maybe we have this poverty in our spiritual life that we don't want to face. Every time that we try to pray, we think we're bad at it, and so we just distract ourselves with something else. And maybe it's been years now that we've been coming to Mass, but we don't know how to pray outside of Mass. We know how to check a box or two, but we're so nervous that God's mad at us that we don't have a great prayer life that we don't even try. And so the time that we devote to prayer is just time with us going... Oh, God, I'm sorry. I know I should do this more often. And yeah, I kind of mess up all over the place. And I guess please keep my family safe. And thanks for the stuff that I have. And see you tomorrow. And that's a good start. But that's not, that's not the com- complete prayer life that the Lord wants for us. So how do we access that? Well, by doing what we do at, ma- at Mass. Take the mask off. Say, yeah, God... This is the mess that is me. I would like to invite you into it. These, this is my poverty. I am lacking in this and that and this other thing. And then we see that our poverty is this sacred meeting ground where we encounter the Lord. Because we are willing and humble enough to cry out to Him. Because the, the person who thinks that they have no poverty has no need of crying out to the Lord. And what is it that the Lord hears? The cry of the poor, not the boast of the proud. God's not seeking to be impressed by you. I I hate to break it to you, you're not going to impress God. He made the mountains, right? He created the vast universe and all of its delightful intricacy, the human brain, his masterpiece. You're not going to impress him, but he also doesn't want to be impressed. He wants to be loved because you were made to love him. He wants to show his love for you, which is not based in what you can accomplish. It's not based in how rich you are. It's actually based in how honestly you can admit your poverty and say, God, I need you in this aspect of my life and in that one. It's similar to when you were a kid. And I I hate to break this to you because maybe for some of you, you've never been told this. But those pictures that you drew for your parents... Let's just say they lacked artistic merit. I, I know, I know. Mom said that they were beautiful, 
But museums were not exactly calling to say, hey, we've got a space on this wall for your crayons. But does that mean they weren't beautiful? No. Your mom was not lying. They were unspeakably beautiful to her because she was not seeking to be impressed by how talented you were. She was touched by how loving you were. And that's how it is with our God. He's not seeking to be impressed by how how you can do all of these great things and show how you're better than this person and that person. He wants you to come honestly before Him and you show Him this mess that you, you can't make sense out of it, like some of the drawings that maybe you gave to Mom. And He looks at it and He doesn't say, do better. No, He says, that's beautiful. And He puts it on His fridge in heaven. So show God yourself as you actually are at every mass it's actually a good thing to think about what is the poverty that i bring to the table today where am i lacking that i need to meet jesus where is the need that i can admit here because that's when we have a real connection that's when our when our cry can pierce the clouds and enter heaven right that's what was so beautifully put in that first reading from sirach the book of sirach We read, The prayer of the lowly pierces the clouds. It does not rest till it reaches its goal. You see there, the cry of the poor is what God hears. The the prayer of the lowly pierces the clouds. And yet we spend so much of our time and our energy and our worry about, I want to seem like I've got it all together. I don't want to be lowly. I want to be above everybody else. I don't want to be poor. I want to be self-sufficient. Instead of realizing the key to joy is to realize and embrace your dependence on God in your poverty. What other poverty might we bring to the table? Maybe it's a poverty of self-control. Maybe we have been struggling with a particular bad habit or a sin or an addiction for so long and we want to just get it together before we come to Jesus instead of realizing, no, no, Jesus is what I need to get it together. And maybe I won't even have it perfected this side of eternity, but I come to God with my poverty. I meet him there and the God who is the giver of all good gifts can give me a sense of peace and trust in his providence that he's taken care of me even when I can't be perfectly taking care of myself. And so we turn to this God in this Mass. We have nothing to offer Him that He didn't already give to us. It's like when we were given our parents gifts when we were kids. They were giving us the money to go shopping for the gifts. They were the ones in the checkout line giving the money to the cashier. And still we thought, look at what I bought you, Dad. It's the same with God. We come to Him with nothing that we bring to the table other than our free will to admit our poverty, to reach out to Him in trust, to have that prayer of the lowly that pierces the clouds, that cry of the poor that reaches the ear of God Himself. That's what we bring to the table. And then we can be like that tax collector. Because we did that same thing at the beginning of Mass. What did he say? Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And what do we say? Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. We're in his position. The church puts his prayer on our lips. 
May we have his disposition in our hearts and minds as well. To realize we don't come here to impress each other or God. We come here to show God our poverty and to meet him there. May we not be like the tax collector or like the Pharisee. The Pharisee who stood there, not reaching out to God, but what did it say? He spoke this prayer to himself. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on my whole income. All of that's good. You shouldn't be dishonest. You shouldn't be adulterous. You shouldn't be greedy. You should tithe. You should fast. But you do it out of your poverty, out of your humility, out of recognizing that God is God and you are not. And that comparison among each other is like comparing the size of ants. It's a waste of our time. We come here to reach out to God in our poverty. To pray to Him and not just to stroke our own egos. And yet, if we think we have no poverty, we're like that Pharisee. Because who are you going to pray to if you don't need anything? If you are self-sufficient, the only God that you will ever be able to serve is your own self. But if you have the courage to be humble, the courage to be honest in your prayer, to come to God in your poverty, to embrace it rather than being made bitter by it, then you encounter there the answer to your heart's greatest longing. Because he has humbled himself to be with you. In his incarnation, the second person of the most holy trinity, eternally coexisting with the Father and the Son, shed his heavenly glory to walk among us to suffer, to die for us. And then even beyond that, he remains with us in the most vulnerable position possible in that host, that host that is very often received and consumed without a second's thought, which some people take and don't even know what it is and cast off. That God has humbled himself so much to meet us in our poverty. May we have the courage to meet him in our poverty as well. Because we trust that if we exalt ourselves, the world will humble us. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted by the God who loves him.